Hi, I'm Bill Finn. This is the second part of a two-part interview. Now that the first half of the interview is over, let me be your Sherpa as we leave the comfort of base camp and push for the summit. It's time to get your cramp on. Yeah, it's season three of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Chris Beyer. As always, my co-host is Jim Martin. Hello. Tonight's city of the week is South Bend, Indiana. We get downloads from all over, and we've had more than a few from South Bend and, and Indy, uh, uh, Indiana area. Okay. And that kind of leads us into tonight's guest. Tonight's guest is actually a friend of a friend of, of the of show. Of show, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. April... I'm sorry, April's last name? I don't know April's last name. Uh, Sheldon, I, I do, Sheldon Dutez is our guest. What's I want to say it's April Small, but we'll have to double check on that. Yeah, right. Okay. Right. Well, Scott Paulus was yeah. here, mm-hmm. and he brought a friend because he kind of wanted somebody here with him, and, and her name was April. Uh, she gave us a lead here with Sheldon Dutez, who is uh, a newscaster on Channel 12 WISN here in Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. Welcome, Sheldon. Thanks Thank for you. coming. Thanks oh, for coming. glad to be here. Yeah, we've had people from... The newspaper, Crocker Stevenson and yep. Jim Stingle. Mm-hmm. And from radio, we've had uh, Bonnie North. We've had Mitch Tyke. Mitch Tyke and somebody else. Oh, oh Steve. Steve, Steve Pallack. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Wow, we're really rolling in the names now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will not be a surprise. We're going to hit you up here at the end of the show here to get somebody else in here. You know, somebody I might be able to get in here without your help is <laughs> Kathy Michaelby. Really? Oh, she would be so great to talk to. She, yeah, I've, I've heard she's just the nicest person on the planet. I mean, yeah. she spent more almost forty years at WISN, uh, and she's seen this city and all of Southeast Wisconsin change so much. And she was in the newsroom a few weeks ago, making small talk, making the rounds around the newsroom. So she would be a fantastic guest. She's a, like a Milwaukee icon. Oh yeah, you know? she sure yeah. is. Yeah, I know her husband. Okay, he's a world class swimmer for his age group. Yes, we did a story on him uh, leading up to her retirement, and I had no idea. It's just Kathy's husband. I didn't realize that he was so accomplished at his own right as a swimmer. So that was incredible. So uh, one of our colleagues followed him at the pool and he was doing his laps and right. getting his workout in. You know what? This is going to lead me into a question, which I wasn't going to do right away. But I'm going to ask you because we brought up Kathy. Uh, Milwaukee is known as a TV market where people stay forever. Now, that might be changing here over the last 10, 15 years. But my parents retired to Arizona and they'd come back every year or two to, for Christmas and whatnot. And they'd say, geez, they got the same people at the news desk. And out in Arizona, they're constantly changing. What is it about Milwaukee, do you think, that leads to this longevity that you don't see in other places? And do you think now it's changed or do you think it'll continue? I mean, only speaking for myself and my experience, this is a great news market. We are a mid-sized city that has two professional sports teams. There's a lot happening here. News-wise, uh, we're not too far away from Madison at the State House, so we can easily get to uh, the state capitol to cover stories that affect the entire state. And I will say, like, our competitors give us a run for our money. It's a great news market. There's a lot of competition uh, in a good way. That keeps all of us on our toes. And something about uh, the Milwaukee area that drew me to it when I first moved here is the sense of community, which I think is, uh, you can't match it anywhere else. People are very friendly at the grocery store, at the gym, and there's something to be said for the way that everybody comes together, you know, when there are festivals happening during the summer and even the festivals that happen during the winter and uh, just when the teams are doing very well and how everyone's coming together for these shared experiences. Like, I feel part of something bigger, and that's what I like about being here in Milwaukee and what keeps me coming back year after year. Yeah. Am I right in stating that 
Milwaukee is unique in that capacity that other markets, they go through people much more quickly. Milwaukee tends to hold on to their news people. This is my fourth news market. And every market that I've worked in, we've had good longevity among the news people. So I've been spoiled uh, in every station and sure. every market that I've worked mm -hmm. in. So I've come to expect that. Like, And I look for places to make sure that there isn't too much turnover because mm -hmm. I think when there's not a lot of turnover, it says a lot about the station. It says a lot about the market. I, I was going to say on the flip side, if there is a lot of turnover, you'd think like there's got to be a reason for that, right? <laughs> Why is yeah. everybody leaving? Why is <laughs> everybody getting out of Dodge? Cool. It's not cool. I'm getting out. Yeah. 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 No, but there's so many great things happening here in this region. And so many exciting things that are on the horizon that it really is a really great time to be involved uh, with the news right now. And we're kind of like at the front seat of Southeast Wisconsin history right now with just so many different things that are happening. And I've been here four years now. And even in the short time that I've been here, I've seen so many things change with the downtown area and the yeah. different neighborhoods yeah. uh, abutting downtown. So it's been an exciting time to witness all of this great growth that's happening. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if you get down this area Tosa too much, but I do uh, from time to time, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but this I mean this area is growing too. Yeah. Like in the last 4 or 5 years especially, yeah. but you referenced your earlier career. We know that you went to Notre Dame, right? I did. I graduated from Notre Dame many moons ago, but here I am. Yeah. You know, Notre Dame again has a certain mystique to it. Is there something special about Notre Dame? I'm, where do I begin? It was honestly the best four years of my life at that time. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Uh, it has contributed so much to the person that I've become. It has informed so much of my life's journey uh, in so many different ways. I made incredible friends that have lasted a lifetime. I, th that's just like on the personal side, but not to mention the academics. Like I got uh, an incredible education uh, when I was there. And I feel so fortunate uh, that I could have been part of it in any capacity. And while I was at Notre Dame, I took full advantage of my university experience. And I got involved with student government, uh, mm -hmm. served as a senior class president, um, and I got elected to different offices all four years that I was there. Um, I was a tour guide for the admissions office. Uh, I participated in uh, different poverty immersion programs that we had. Uh, it was just an incredible, wonderful experience. And I'm a sucker for tradition. And yep. Yep. Notre Dame is steeped in so many traditions. So... Uh, on football weekends on Friday night, you know, you've got the pep rally Friday evening after class. And then that leads into the midnight drummer circle, which then leads into tailgating and step off and the band walking through campus on game days and then into the game and then celebrating afterward. Uh, it was just an incredible experience. Oh, and your cool. first media gig was in South Bend, right? Yeah. So I started off uh, working as an intern at one of the TV stations. It was a CBS affiliate in South Bend, uh, WSBT. And when you're an intern, you can't do anything on air. You're just kind of an observer. Uh, so after that, that led to a behind-the-scenes position with the NBC affiliate in South Bend. And I was a, produ a production assistant uh, with that station but uh, the cool thing was, in addition to my production assistant duties, which basically was running the teleprompter and delivering the scripts to the anchors and updating the website. That okay. was the extent okay. of the duties. No, uh, that's, that's cool, though. No, it was great. Hey, I was 21 yeah, years old. I was right. happy to have a paying job yeah. doing uh, something in the newsroom. But uh, my news director at the time allowed me to do some contributing reports for like our Saturday morning show or uh, some of the feature stories that would air if a reporter was out sick. Oh, uh, and cool. I jumped yeah. at those opportunities yeah, right. because uh, in this business, you have to have uh, your your tape or your reel, if you will. And little backstory, 
for all of our local viewers, Amanda Porterfield at CBS 58, who is okay. the midday uh-huh. and 4 p.m. anchor. She and I have known each other since college, and we both worked at the NBC affiliate as production assistants. So oh, that's uh, cool. it's nice that we're both here in uh, Milwaukee covering news. And our shows have always gone head to head because we both started off as the weekend anchors here, and now we've moved to Monday through Friday. Nice. Yeah, okay. So now it's too bad you can't be friends. You're rivals now. Yeah, I mean, no, it's so funny. Talk to her or anything. Oh, we still get yeah. together for private no, no, time. No, 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 no. That can't, no, can't. It's not like Anchorman the movie. We <laughs> we still get along, and we'll take pictures out when we're about, and we'll post them on social media, and people are like, you guys hang out? It's oh like, yeah, gosh. we've all crossed you paths. two totally different stations. Yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then you went to Charleston, I think. I did. I went from uh, South Bend to Charleston, and that was my first like full-time reporting gig. I loved Charleston. Charleston was fantastic. Uh, And it was a six-hour drive from home. I'm from Orlando. So I got down to see my parents quite a bit. The markets like Charleston, which uh, was a smaller market when I started off, but it's grown in population size. So if the viewers are not familiar, uh, the population size dictates the size of a TV market. So the size of a metro area will determine where you fall on a lineup from number one, New York City, Mm -hmm. all the way down to like bozeman montana or missoula montana i think is number 210 and every metro area falls somewhere on that back that spectrum so anyway um in a market like charleston which is in the 100s uh you've got two types of folks in those markets those who are lifers who are not going anywhere they might be from there or this is where they've decided to plant their roots and this is where they want it to be and then other folks who were like okay this is me stopping on my way to the next stop. So it happened to be a next stop for me, but so many of my friends did decide to stay. Okay. Okay. So back up to uh, South Bend. Yes. Right. You said like as an intern, you did a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Is that kind of the normal route that, you know, somebody who's going to be eventually a news anchor takes? And second, has that, if it wasn't, has that helped you to see more of the behind the scenes? Does that help you in your current job? You know, all the stuff that's going back there. You're not just the guy in front of the camera and like whatever those other people do and you don't care about what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Different perspective on things. So. No, that's a really good question. Um, yeah, that's everyone's uh, start in the news business, whether you are a photojournalist, a producer, a writer, management, whatever the case may be, everyone starts off doing an internship, which is unpaid behind the scenes. Um, So you kind of get to learn the lay of the newsroom, uh, how things operate and how the news is gathered, which was eye-opening for, at least for me, because, you know, you watch it at home and you just think like, oh, it's these four people talking about like news, weather and sports. And then I went to do an internship first in my hometown in Orlando. And I was like, wow, there's an army of people putting together these newscasts. This is so cool how collaborative this is, everyone coming together to put together this 30-minute newscast. Yeah. Okay. Reminds me a little bit of the medical profession, right? Where you have to do like an internship that's unpaid, yeah. pay your dues, and then move on. Okay. Exactly. Right. So that's the kind of the, the that's, foray that's into good. it. I think that's good. You ought to, you know, get your uh, feet wet doing behind the scenes stuff. And that way you can appreciate it when you get up on Exactly. And it's a humbling experience for everybody. So. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> and you get to learn all aspects of everybody's job there. Exactly. And especially because I started in this business in 2007. Um, so this was a time when you know, convergence was happening. And a lot of people were expected to wear more hats in the newsroom than traditionally they had to, uh, which was great for me because you're learning a lot of different people's jobs. So I got to learn how to edit video 
and how sure. to shoot news video um, with the news cameras and so forth and put together a story visually and then also to write a story for the web, which is very different from how we write for television. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. it was a great training ground between my internship and my production assistant job working behind the scenes because uh, I was forced to wear a lot of different hats, which have still come to play in my current position. Okay. Now, you cool. just mentioned something which I was going to get touch on later, which is the internet. Obviously, with the internet out there, that changes the way that you guys are relevant to uh, the consumer that's trying to consume you know, news. How have you been able, how, ha how have local news channels been able to stay relevant in regards to uh, the changing news uh, lands uh, landscape with the internet? So we've got to reach people where they are. So if our viewers might be comfortable waiting for the morning news or the evening news, whatever the case may be, we're always going to be there for them. But people are on the go. They're expecting to get their information in real time. So we've got a presence on social media. We've got a website presence um, and the push alerts. And that's how we're staying up to date and what's happening 24-7 in this 24-7 news cycle. So if news breaks, our viewers are going to know about it. We're sending alerts to let them know like, hey, head to WISN.com. Check out the story that we're working on. We'll have more details as it becomes available. Yeah. Sure. You went on to Baltimore and the New York City, right? Yes. I worked in Baltimore and uh, I worked at the NBC affiliate in Baltimore, which happens to be my current TV station's sister station. But ABC and NBC? So little known fact with local news, uh, we have our network affiliations with like the big three or Fox, if the big four, if yeah. you're including them as well. And then we're individually owned by these uh, media conglomerates. Okay. So WISN is owned by Hearst Television, right. which uh, is owned by the Hearst family. Okay. Right. And they own the newspapers and the magazines and so forth. So uh, we are one of 27 TV stations that they own across the country. Okay. And then was the New York stop, was that a Hearst one as well? No, that was a, a flagship local station for the NBC local affiliates. Um, so we were owned and operated by the network. Uh, so that was really cool because I was working in 30 Rockefeller center yeah wow. um local news cool. was on the seventh floor and that was uh a wonderful wonderful crazy experience but uh a lot of people a lot of news happening uh, at a moment's notice so the cool thing working in that market was that stories that that would be local news for us would end up being sometimes national stories or right. there would at least be a national interest so right. i was doing live shots for or live reports for the weather channel uh, for early today, which is uh, NBC's early national overnight newscast that comes on at four o'clock in the morning. Right. So providing coverage for them, for MSNBC and just different uh, NBC outlets because we were in that market. Okay. Uh, and sometimes stories that we were covering at the local level were getting national attention and interest. Right. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then that like you said, developing your reel, that reel eventually led to this job. It sure did. Um, <clears throat> so I climbed the ranks up and down the Eastern seaboard as a reporter and an opportunity to anchor happened at WISN. And I jumped at the opportunity. I was excited to expand my skill set and learn something new. And uh, WISN had uh, an opening for a weekend anchor position. So it was a combination of anchoring two nights a week on the weekend and then reporting for the late news uh, three nights a week during the week. And it's been just great. Yeah, that's that awesome. Was, when did that's you start cool. there? 2015. 
2015. December of 2015. Okay, so, so four years now. Yeah. yeah. So do you still do uh, reporting now, or are you just you're just the morning anchor, right? No, I have a like people don't realize I have a 10 hour day when everything's said and done. So I told you guys I come in yeah, around 2:45 like, in the morning right. or so. It's right. a crazy time. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So we are doing microphone <clears throat> checks on set at 4:20 in the morning. Okay. And then on the air at 4:30. And then 4.30 to 7 a.m. And then after 7 a.m., Good Morning America comes on. And then we provide local updates every half hour during Good Morning America. Okay. So when they say, here's what's happening in your neighborhood or whatever the case may be. And then we give them the updates Uh of local news, weather, and traffic uh, every half hour. Then at 9 o'clock in the morning when Good Morning America is off the air, uh, I'll go out and I'll conduct interviews in the community and write stories for our 11 a.m. newscast. Okay. And then I also file a report for our evening newscast. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I, I'm still keeping my feet wet uh, reporting yeah. and uh, keeping a pulse on what's happening all over Southeast Wisconsin yeah. on any given day right. uh, based on that. So it, it's been wonderful. It's <clears throat> been great because uh, I like that I still feel very much invested and connected in the community. Sure. And as a result of me being at the anchor desk and then also in the field, I'll also get story ideas from people because they'll see me in both places. Um, and I like writing. I like talking to people. I like interviewing them. So I'm still getting to do uh, all of that. Oh, that's great. Uh, you've got two Emmys, I think. Yes, yeah. that was a group a group Emmy. So oh, okay. um, one, I was a reporter in the field, and that was uh, the night of the unrest during uh, the Sherman Park Sherman riots. Park thing, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was a team award that went to me, a few of the other reporters, the producers, the anchors, right. and the photojournalists. And then uh, another award that we won for the station as a team, uh, I was at the anchor desk for that one. So from both like aspects at the field and at the anchor desk, like uh, I've been part of WISN's submissions for winning an Emmy. My, Ooh, that's awesome. My question is, now that you got the Emmy, are you going to go for the EGOT? Are you going to go for the Grammy <laughs> and the Oscar and the Tony? Yeah. Well, for, go, in, yeah. Our, in our business, like the, the trifecta, I guess, would be um, the Edward R. Murrow and Emmy or a Peabody. So that would be our okay. equivalent oh, of go. the EGOT. Okay. So what would that be? That would yeah, be right. the, <laughs> let's see, MEP? Yes, yeah. that, that would be the map. That would be our yeah. trifecta. <laughs> so you don't see yourself going for an Oscar? I mean, not yet. We'll see if the opportunity oh, okay. presents yeah, itself. Yeah. Yeah, okay. If the opportunity <laughs> presents itself. What, what about I, Tony? I mean, yeah, Tony. How are the pipes? I've got a script that you can yeah. look at. I Ooh. am a yeah. terrible singer, but that doesn't stop me from singing in between commercial breaks and in the newsroom and in my car and... <laughs> Wherever I you know, so you're saying it's a possibility. Yeah. There's a chance. Right. Yeah, good, good. you might be eligible for award tonight. Uh, the potties, the podcast awards, the potties. So, oh, you know, that's, that's you know, true. If you get nominated, you can go to the potties with us. Yes, that would yeah. be awesome. <laughs> yes, we're tuxedos. Be fancy. I want to do. I want to get into some of these cliched uh, things about local TV. Right, they come up with these slogans. Right. And I'm going to mention a couple popular ones. And then I got a couple worked up. I want your input on this. Put for your particular show, it's called. Get the news you need to start the day, right? Is that yes? Right? That's Makes our sense. that's sure. our, for yeah. our morning team slogan. Right. Yeah, uh, I read some other ones. Move closer to your world. You like that? It's yeah, different. It's, yeah, it's, right. it is different. Yeah. How about in the heart of the heartland? You always hear about that. Are we the, the heartland? heart of the heartland? The heartland of I the think heartland. of the heartland as being more like Iowa, Kansas, like right. a little more west country, of us, right? I think a little bit corn. west of us. We're like the clavicle or something, or where? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The larynx. Just, yeah. yeah. Wait, I'm trying to think back to anatomy in like yeah, yeah. In high school. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. <laughs> uh, then the other comma ones, your 24-hour news source. Now, you're, you work 10 hours. Oh, th- so that's the other thing about the newsroom. There's always somebody in the newsroom 24-7. So sure. um, our morning team, the writers come in the night before. So mm-hmm. while the 10 o'clock news is still on the air, mm-hmm. 
people are in the newsroom working on the morning newscast. And it's a constant like passing of the baton right. all day long, 24 seven. Yeah. How about beyond the headlines? Do you guys go beyond the headlines? Do you go to the headlines or do you go Stop. beyond them? I don't know. I can't speak for because these are yeah. not our stations. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, no, these, these are, are not just, our. But these then, are just generic but, but cliched is, ones. But this is competition. So, I think you know your station might want to come in and say like, we take it even farther. Headlines. You might be in these meetings, Sheldon, where they're going to pitch these things to you, and they're going to. I know, but info. far be it for me to like knock anybody's <laughs> branding because we're all like everybody's got their brand, and yeah. this is part of everybody's brand. Hey, so nobody listens to this podcast. No. You say whatever. You want. <laughs> Other, Let it be known that I'm very diplomatic. So, <laughs> Other than your boss. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he'll uh, be listening. <laughs> all right. So here we go. I've got some that I came up with. How about this? Fresh baked stories straight from the news oven. How about that? I like it. It's analogies. Yeah, it's yeah, good. Kind of homey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nice warm feelings. Are very warm. Very evocative yeah. in that way. This yeah. one might be a little scary. How about this? You watch us. We watch you. No, yeah. yeah. You don't like that one? No, no. no I, I guess, yeah, yeah. There's a little big brother aspect of that one. That's just a little. All right. Well, okay, you know, there's, right, there's well. just the first two. I got, yeah, yeah. I got some other ones here I'm that sure, I think sure. they're better. Yeah. All right, here we go. How about this? News, weather, sports, cat videos. Everybody likes yeah. cat videos. I mean, that might yeah. be yeah. that might be one for consideration. Yeah. Right. Just talk with yeah. people at Hearst. Yeah, okay. yeah, okay. I'll ask around. Yeah. yeah. I might know some people. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Uh, a friend that's usually there for you. That one sounds good. No, it's reliable. It sounds <laughs> usually. honest. I'm usually around. Oh, usually yeah. there for yeah, you. Yeah. Usually. Oh, no, no, no. Let's yeah. cross out usual and put always there for you. No, no. This, no, 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 no. This, this is different. This, yeah. this, is my, this is my show, okay. right? <laughs> We're typically there for you. Yeah. Usually. Sometimes. A friend you can yeah. kind of count on. Unless I got something else going on, I'm there for yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I don't know if I like that as much as I like the oven. <laughs> <Okay>. The cookies. <laughs> okay. Okay, the he likes the cookie one. I like the cookie one, yeah. All right, all right. How about this? Now, this this one, I, I came up with this one for you, for your particular station, for your particular job, because you work that morning show. Yep. And what time does it start on WISM? 4.30 a.m. 4.30 a.m. to 7 a.m., Monday through Friday. It's two I, and a half hours. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a lot of talking. It is. I used to watch four more, but I've kind of shifted to 12 over the last 10, 15 years. Thank you. We like to hear that. Yeah. yeah. Uh -huh. No, I right. have. There's something, you know. They go beyond the headlines. That's why. Do you? Do you go beyond the headlines? <laughs> we <laughs> don't know. This is slogan. <laughs> just, just tell us what you think, all right? There's a headline. What do you do? Do you just get it out there? Or do you think to yourself, how can I go beyond it? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're just reading it you're just reading the teleprompter yeah. no I, we, we help like my co-anchor and I help write the content that's in there too like okay. that's the misconception about a lot of anchors okay. um, is that we're just you know talking heads or whatever the case may be. that's right. not what happens We've just all, a pretty face I mean, I'm glad that you might think that or people sure. might think no, that. But like, I, that's I, was the talk, I was talking about us. But, um, <laughs> so wait before we, do they tell you how they want you this red like you know, make this part more dramatic or this. No. So you just, you just rely on your own, uh, your own your experience and yeah, your intuition. intuition. Okay. And experience. You don't right. go off script. I mean, I do, but like if it merits for the story. Sure. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, what's the biggest, have you ever had that <clears throat> teleprompter stop on you and all of a sudden you had to vamp a little bit? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Technical difficulties happen more than we, sometimes you guys can tell at home, but a lot of times yeah. like there's, you know, yeah. there's stuff that happens, but, uh, it's live TV. You roll yeah. with it. Right. Well, you get it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, here's the last one that I came up with. I came up with this one for your show. The breakfast edition, your most important news meal of the day. Oh. Wow. I <clears throat> wow. Yeah. 
You can yes. use it. Yes. You can use it. All right. No, we have a whole creative services team. I yeah. think that they might have to consider yeah. that because uh, when they do our next round of promos, yeah. I like that. Yeah. yeah. But the oven, you can incorporate that with some yeah. type of muffins yeah. oh, or breakfast food. Yeah. Breakfasty, yeah. You know, some donuts. Who are the other people on your with your show that in the mornings there? Um, so we have meteorologist Lindsay Slater, mm-hmm. my co-anchor, uh, Adrian Pedersen, and then uh, Eden Checkle is I'm our checking. third co-anchor. Okay. So it's okay. the four of us in the morning and then Matt Salemi uh, in News Chopper 12, okay. keeping okay. an eye on traffic and any breaking news that pops up. And it's really cool that we've got a helicopter because we're the only ones in the market that do have a helicopter. So nah, hold on, hold on. The eye in the sky. Oh, hold on. Uh, this podcast has a helicopter. Yeah, ours is yeah. circling right now. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize it was such lofty company. This yeah, is yeah. great. Well, it's, uh, We're the only ones in the area. And it's kind of weird because they can't really see anything. You just focus on the building. I right. See. But it's still cool yeah. to have yeah. a helicopter. To yeah. know that it's there. Right. Uh, so, yeah, what the cool thing with having the helicopter in the morning is that Matt Salemi is keeping an eye on the roads, yep. uh, which traffic tends to pick up quite a bit, uh, especially in that last like half hour of the morning show. Yep. Mm-hmm. But uh, on top of that, if there's breaking news and our crews are on their way to that breaking news he's able to get there within like minutes and able to get a live picture on tv and give us a live report of what he's seeing on the ground so yeah that's cool uh it's the five of us on the morning show that's cool do you have anybody ever rappel down i mean to the story no that would be awesome good i was i was thinking he can can get to the news and then just have the reporter just rappel down a a rope how cool would that be you know you have a camera focused on them like yeah has it ever happened where you've had to hold on to the skid of the helicopter as it's taking off (laughs) is that something coast guard style no (laughs) that could be kind of your angle diving into news from the chopper yeah Yeah? It's another yep, little. It's not as not as good as the you yeah. know, breakfast meal. Of the day. I do like the breakfast meal of the day. Yeah, that's right, uh, right. I think that might be one for, for the keeping. Yeah, that's yeah. that's for free. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I want to thank you for stopping by today. We're wrapping up here the interview for the night because you got to get up early in the morning. Yeah, yes, yeah, you're probably asleep by now. Yeah, but it's all good. No, I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad that April made the recommendation. Yeah, which is me too. Awesome. Yeah, I met April at a friend's birthday party in April. Of all months. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to lie to make the story more interesting. No, you? no, I swear. And it was so crazy because um, the friend whose birthday it was, he had met April at another friend's wedding in Mexico like a week or two prior. So he's like, oh my gosh, like I met this great couple, like April and her husband. They're so awesome. And then he invited her to the birthday party. You know when you just like meet somebody and you like connect with them and like you're yeah. just chatting like the whole night? And I, I was kind of well, I was hoping for that tonight, but. Anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not chatting enough. Like, but. I was hoping we were going to be buds. I don't know. I'm not picking it up, but who knows? <laughs> the night's still young. The yeah, night's still young. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, yeah, so it was great. Like, you're just interconnected. And I'm glad that she was able to make this uh, recommendation and reference. Well, so. me too. Yeah, well, yeah, thanks for coming in. We really appreciate that. One thing we typically do is we count down three, two, one, then we play our music. So here we go. Three, two, one. Music. Hear it? In production. <laughs> well, thanks again, Sheldon. We really appreciate you coming in. We want to thank all of our listeners out there. Uh, you know, continue to leave us comments on Facebook. Our website is baitandswitchpodcast.com. You can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, anywhere you find your podcast feeds. And, and let's clap it out. Let's clap it out. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch Podcast with our new announcer, returning guest, and budding pastry chef, Bill Finn, when he takes exception to Jim throwing around lazy baking lingo. Bill Finn is kind of your classic square jaw, no nonsense. I always picture Bill during the holidays. 
With him. what? <laughs> really? As what? Do tell. I picture him <laughs> by the family hearth with okay. some type of cardigan sweater. Right. Uh, like sifter? A, uh, what is sifter or snifter? What is it? Snifter. 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 Snifter.